0: You're listening to the Grind Hours Podcast. At the wall! See ya! See ya!
1: Back from vacation, a little less tan than I would like to be, and in a church parking lot somewhere in the 845 Pokemon hunting, uh, is Nick Paradis, and I am your host, Joe Leo. I am, again, fresh off a vacation, back on the island, and, uh, Nick, jumping right into things here, our teams went into two different directions over the weekend. Jets getting a win against the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Giants' worst performance of the year in Philadelphia. Easily. Really? Because they've had a lot. They've had a lot of bad performances.
2: I mean, uh, we, we were watching. I was, I was in the kitchen yesterday and we were watching the games in the kitchen, like live on the broadcast feed. And we, I, I discussed this with a couple coworkers of mine. I'm like, the game, the first quarter, the first half was completely embarrassing. It was 3-3. You know, it was everything about it was not what you want. And then in the second half, it came still completely embarrassing, but for a completely different reason. I, I haven't seen a performance like this in a while where a team was – an utter embarrassment for the entire four quarters, but for two diametrically different (laughs) reasons.
1: I said, you know, right before we got on that we were going to leave with the Jets, but let's leave with the Giants instead because this to me, because I caught, I didn't catch either the Giant or the Jet game live because I started an internship last week and I was working uh, yesterday. So I recorded both of them. Went back and watched both of them. For the Giants, this is the Joe Judge era football. This is almost good enough for a half, and then the, the whatever half that you're not almost good enough, you're just not well, on just, par.
2: And and it's crazy. You know what's crazy is that every week, every week we talk about the Giants have hit rock bottom. <laughs> they find a way to sink lower it is i've never seen anything like this in all my years of watching football before this is an utter embarrassment there's no way that you you can bring back Gentleman and judge next year with a straight face there's no way
1: well there's reports that both daniel jones and joe judge will be back well, you and i have talked at length on this show about being okay with daniel jones next year but joe judge I mean, what more – I feel like a broken record here. I've said this on multiple programs. What more do you need to see from him to know that he's not a fit for, a, for an NFL head coaching job right now? It's not – I mean, he's, he's pulled
2: the wool over everyone's eyes, I guess. It's, it, doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. I don't know what the Maras are seeing that we're not seeing – But it's certainly not – whatever it is that they're seeing, it's certainly not the
1: performance
2: on the field because the performance on the field has been abysmal.
1: Right now – go ahead.
2: To have a situation like yesterday where it was at the half, the Eagle – Jalen Hurts was having his worst half of football of the year. The Eagles couldn't get anything done offensively. This was the moment – to, to to capture and win a game that you shouldn't win and capitalize in the second half and they completely collapsed 34 unanswered points I mean it's un- <laughs> it's unforgivable and this is supposed the defense is supposed to be the highlight of the team 34 unanswered points Jake Fromm Mike Glennon it didn't matter they couldn't get anything done we knew Glennon wasn't going to get anything done but you hope to see a little bit out of Jake Fromm, but you saw nothing. I guess it makes sense why he was a fifth round pick. Now, so it it's just it's just abysmal. And to to top it all off, I mean, you don't see any uh, these these newer players that are coming in. There's a few like uh, McKinney and Lawrence that you like, but overall, you're not seeing any improvement from week to week. So it's 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 a ser- it's it's it goes back to the coaching how, <laughs> coaching thing how is nobody getting better what is what is he teaching them in these practices it doesn't make i don't understand it i don't understand it at all
1: so three things before we move to the jets one on the coaching joe judge has not come out and said you know this one's on me i have to be better in a long time he hasn't done it in a very very long time Brandon Staley, whenever they lose, the uh, Chargers new head coach admits fault and says, I have to be better. I didn't put my players in a position to win. That's what a good good head coach should do. Number two on the just team as a whole, I'm reading the, the Malcolm Gladwell book, Talking with Strangers he should update this book with con artists because Joe judge should be added to this because he's a, he's a con artist. He, what more, like seriously, the Maras watch football. They are one of the only owners in the league that actually knows what the hell is going on with their football team because they pay attention on a week to week basis. They might not be Jerry Jones and have a radio show every week and hold a 20 minute press conference after every single game, but they at least know what's going on. I mean, like, the, the Maras,
2: the Rudys, Jerry Jones, like, these are the, the, the highest esteem owners right. in the game. So this is, you know, it's...
1: It's not like Woody Johnson, where he doesn't know, you know, left from right on a, on a football field. Right. And, and the third point is, as an entire team, you have talent. All that talent has regressed. All of it. There's not one guy that you can sit here and say, well, you know, at least he's having a good year. Not a single one. Is there a team in the league that has that problem? I don't think so. I really don't.
2: No, even the Jaguars. Even the Jackson, even the lowly Jacksonville Jaguars that just got rid of the worst head coach in NFL history, Urban Meyer. Even the Jacksonville Jaguars, they're, bits and pieces you can point to and say, well, James Robinson is having a nice year. He just got
1: hurt. Hopefully get well soon.
2: Hopefully, uh, yeah. Trevor Lawrence, I can see the pieces, but the Giants, you see nothing. No. Nothing at all.
1: So let's move to, speaking of the Jaguars, let's move to the team that beat them, and they had every opportunity to give that game away.
2: I gotta throw this in too. I mean, speaking of, of good head coach versus bad head coach, I mean we listen to the case show ever. What does Robert Sala say after every Jets lost? He comes on and he says, I have to be better. Yeah. He takes accountability. Joe Judge does not. It's that simple.
1: Well we'll see, you know, as Sala's tenure with the Jets continues, if his tone changes, because Judge's tone it has changed from year to year. So that's true. Back to the Jets. They every opportunity they were like, here Jacksonville, take the win, take the win. And Jacksonville just didn't want it. They just didn't want it. It was I I it was like watching a train wreck. I was so nervous just watching that the fourth quarter of that game because for majority of the game yesterday The Jets were the better football team and they showed it in every single aspect of the game. Right. But, you know, missed extra point, not getting any pressure on, on uh, Trevor Lawrence, CJ Mosley, who I love and he's probably the best player on defense and is underrated as a, as a player in the league because he plays in the Jets. As good as he is, he makes some boneheaded mistakes, and he made a ridiculously boneheaded mistake uh in the red zone in the fourth quarter with the game on the line, and it could have mm-hmm. cost the Jets the game. But one thing that I will say, and I, I I've said I will say it again for the second time in three weeks. Zach Wilson took a step forward, or second time in four weeks, second time in a month. Zach Wilson took a step forward. Yeah. He, I mean. You- Looked every bit the part. Go ahead.
2: You could, see, you could see the potential yesterday. He looks like he's figuring out the offense. He looks like he's getting his feet situated there. Him and Michael Carter seem to have a good back and forth together. So there's, there's these nice building blocks of the Jets that you can, if you're a Jet fan, you can hang your hat on and say, this is what the team is going to look like moving forward. And, you know, not for nothing i mean it's you can it's the lowly jacksonville jaguars they're devoid of talent they're one of the worst teams in the league but to have that one versus two matchup and for zach wilson to come out on top of trevor lawrence of the number one pick versus the number two pick bowl that's a that's a good notch in his belt moving forward
1: not only that yes it was jacksonville yes they have been you know, other than the Raiders, the dumpster fire to end all dumpster fires this year. The Jets were down 20 players, 12 starters on the COVID list. They were one of the teams that got hit the hardest with with, with COVID this week. And they found a way to do it. And they, plus they were missing solid, their head coach. They they had their tight ends coached who never got anything more than, you know, just calling tight ends. It was his first head coaching opportunity in the league and they got to win. And. Going back to Zach Wilson, yes, does he miss easy throws that maybe a high school quarterback could hit? Absolutely, but the plays that he makes and the ability that he has—not only with his arm, because we saw it yesterday, but with his legs—I mean, there's a reason why I'm calling him. If he actually hits and he actually stays true to his potential, he is the best quarterback we will we will have a, a, as a as a franchise. He is that good. He is the dual threat quarterback that you need to have this in this day and age. And yes, again, was it the Jaguars? Sure. But he hasn't looked like this on the ground since week one. And to see that again, and to see that mobility, to see his ability to, to extend plays. And I know that he, that's what he looks for. And that's what a lot, a lot of Jet fans put down on him is he's a backyard quarterback. He looks for the broken down plays and point and you go there, you go there. I'll just launch it with my pocket cannon, but it's fun. He's a fun player. I agree. And I will agree to this until he actually does it. He needs to hit the easy plays to be that guy, but he's so fun to watch. And I'm so happy he's our quarterback. And I haven't said that in a long time.
2: Yeah, I mean, as you should be.
1: So let's transition real quick off of the New York teams to the league as a whole. And this is the question that I have, the biggest question that I have coming out of week 16 and wrapping the whole week up is, Nick, do we have a good football team in the NFL? One. (laughs) One team? Do we have one good team?
2: Well, I mean, every every team you can point to some kind of flaw and say this is the issue. But that said, I mean, I think there are some good ones out there right now. I mean, the the, the Chiefs were very impressive to me yesterday. The fact that they they were two and four at one point, remember, and uh, they've gone nine and zero oh since then. The Chiefs have really turned it around. What I was really struck by was how how well they were able to run the ball. Even after Edwards-Hilaire went down, they were able to get it done to Damian Williams, Derek Gore. And this offensive line, you know, it wasn't that long ago where we were talking about this is one of the worst offensive lines that we've ever seen. And we were saying, how are they going to make it through the season? That offensive line played great yesterday. And the Steelers defense, they're down some people with COVID, but that's no slouch of a defense. You've got TJ Watt over there. You've got Robert Spillane who's having a great year. Minka Fitzpatrick, you know, Cam Hayward, who seems like he's been there forever. There's there's good players on the Steelers defense. So I was very impressed by the Chiefs. Um I've been impressed over the last few weeks with the Buccaneers, taking out the exception of the Saints game where it was just awful.
1: Zero points. But
2: zero points. But other than that, I mean, there's there's every single team. I mean, the Rams, Matt Stafford.
1: He threw two picks yesterday multiple, against the Vikings.
2: Multiple interceptions. So, you know, it's every every team. There's There's one little thing. There's flashes. You see Green Bay. You know they won the game, sure on Christmas, but Baker Mayfield threw four interceptions and still almost led a comeback. So that's my point. It's a a bizarre time for football, but I wonder how much of that is just down to the fact that we're in a weird two-year stretch. With you, just don't know if people are going to be available week to week. There's people missing practice. There's people missing games because of the pandemic. You just don't know. So I wonder how much of it is that.
1: I just think there's not a good team. I really I, I really think that there's no, just not a good team in the league. And here's and I, I'll preface it by saying this. Every single team that is in playoff contention has looked like the best team in the league at least one week out of this year. The Chiefs, yes, dominated Pittsburgh. The, the Cowboys, you know, ripped the soul out of the football team on Saturday Night Football yesterday, but the Bengals look like the best team in the league, the, 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 Bengals. Ra- the Ravens looked like the, one of the best teams in the league, you know, every single team, how many times have we flip-flopped on teams in our overreactions?
2: Well, every single team, every si- you make a great point because every single team in the playoff picture right now has looked like the best team in the league at least once this season,
1: but they've also the all
2: looked like the yeah league at least once. So it's a very bizarre time.
1: I mean, look at the ch- we'll we'll take everyone's darling in, in the Kansas City Chiefs. The beginning of the year, the story on the Chiefs was. Oh, well, they figured out Patrick Mahomes. This is one of the worst teams – one of the worst defenses we've ever seen. They're not going to make the playoffs this year. Like you said, they went 9-0. and They just manhandled Pittsburgh, who's playing for their football, for their football lives this year. The, the Cowboys, you and I, we they were dead winning. on Thanksgiving. Well, we,
2: yeah. And, and now here they are. They've got two really great wins back-to-back, so –
1: Washington was 4-0 after the bye. They look like the best team in the division. Philadelphia at one point looked like the best team in that division. Green Bay might be the only consistent team throughout the year, but even they have COVID concerns and injury concerns and what is Rodgers going to do, and they have that whole thing. Arizona, has there been a team that has fallen off worse than Arizona the past couple of weeks? They've looked awful. They lost to Detroit two weeks ago.
2: Embarrassing. I I, couldn't, I was hoping that we would have a chance to bring that up. I mean, how does – has that I, – I can't think of another time that that's happened. And, and we're not, not just in football, in sports, where the team with the best record lost to the team with the worst record. I can't think of another time that that's happened.
1: It, it's just – it doesn't make any sense. It really does not make – the Rams. Everyone was like, oh, the Rams are going to the Super Bowl this year. Then they lost three straight, and they're like, "Oh, maybe not." So every single team
2: out again. So
1: right, every it's team. Nice. It, it's I don't know, like, and it makes it hard to you know write a rundown and, and do a yeah. show because if there's not a good team, what are we talking about here? NFL this
2: year is Six Flags. Every uh, every, every single team is a roller coaster. <laughs> You just don't know what's gonna happen.
1: That, you know, a, and some yeah.
2: some of the some of you know, like the Arizona Cardinals are like King to Ka, you know, there's incredible highs and incredible lows. <laughs> and some of them are the Batman, and it's it's kind of the same thing the whole time. But
1: Yeah, they, that's that's one thing, and I want to get out of here and go to break on this. You know, I I was just down in Florida and in, in Pompano Beach, really close to Miami, visiting my aunt for for the for the Christmas holiday, and Morgan and I were at the the tiki bar, which was a wonderful tiki bar, waiting for our drinks, and there was a segment on NFL Live saying who has the better offense, Dallas or San Francisco, and I looked at her and I went, who the hell cares? Like, what do we like? Seriously. What are we doing? And I know that's what that show's supposed to do is is throw right. up controversy. And you know, middle of the week, you don't really have anything to to spur the the conversation. But it's week sixteen. Now going into week seventeen, that's what we're talking about here. And even beyond that, like
2: think about think about that this too, like week 16, who has the better offense, Dallas or San Francisco. Four weeks ago, we would have laughed. Like, they, why did they? Neither of them had a good offense right. four weeks ago. You know, the question would have been, who has the best offense, Rams or Green Bay? Right here we are. Um, I want to close with two things. So, Go ahead. for one, in, in perfect continuation of this segment, the Buffalo Bills, <laughs> as, as Keyshawn would say, Buffalo Bills. <laughs> Buffalo bills. We were writing. They were, they were seven and six. They were done. And now here they are. Knocked off the Patriots. They're going to be the division champions. We thought the Patriots were going to go to the super bowl with Mac Jones. Now he looks like just an
1: average rookie quarterback. Yeah. They lost back to back weeks. People, people in new England were punching their tickets. And now the last thing I want to
2: say is in regards to Pittsburgh, because I've been going at it with Steeler fans over the 24 hours. Now, there is no way to excuse the loss. I'm not telling you to to be. I'm not telling you to be defensive of the loss. I'm not defending the loss. It was a pitiful performance, even considering the fact that you're going up against the ju- the current juggernaut. Maybe not next week, but current juggernaut. <laughs> There's no way to excuse the loss but i will say on a team with clear personnel issues from that the front office created where there's there's not enough help on the offensive line there's not enough help in in the the front seven team with a clearly over the hill quarterback team with guys out because of covid team with significant injuries the the Mike Tomlin is a bad coach hill is a weird hill to die on all things considered. I'll say that. And I don't want to go down this, this road a lot because I don't like when people go down this road, but I'm, I have to go down this road in this situation. It's weird that all those things considered it's the black guy who's yeah. getting the blame. Isn't yeah. it? Isn't it? Yeah. Isn't
1: funny? No, that's, I don't think that that has changed since Tomlin. It's changed a little bit, but since he's yeah. come into the league, that's always been the thing. And, you know. Yeah. And he, I, my favorite thing about it is, is the Mike
2: Tomlin can't win without Bill Cowher's players. Mike Tomlin has a higher career win percentage than Bill Cowher does. <laughs> He's sixty-eight. I was talking to Bryce. I was ranting to Bryce about this. I should say last night. He's sixty-eight games over five hundred. In order for him to get to five hundred, because the the one thing I can one thing, this one guy Steelers tweeter on Twitter. Nice. Um, he keeps coming at me with um yeah like whose house Rams house yep
1: but first he
2: keeps coming at me with. Mike Tomlin's conger, conde, uh, continual regression to mediocrity, he put it. I'm like, sixty. It, in order for him to get to mediocre, in order for him to get to a 500 record, the Steelers would have to go 0-17 for the next four years <laughs> and spark the fifth season after 0-9. Just to even get to 500, not even a losing record yet. I mean, what are we talking about
1: here? Wasn't this the same team? And I have I have Pittsburgh fans in my family who live in Pittsburgh and love this team to death and will defend it to death. Mm-hmm. Wasn't this the same team that almost went undefeated last year and was like 12-0? and 0
2: Yes. Last yeah. year? Can be
1: forgotten about.
2: The fact that they've got the corpse of Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> Out there and are legitimately still in playoff contention. Like they can still make the playoffs. They have a tiebreaker over their division opponents. I mean, it's it's, 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 it's it, lunacy, lunacy. Well, well,
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So, uh, well, well, yeah, back after this.
0: Hey kids, are those ancient records getting tiring in these troubled times? Finally time to get your ass off the couch and make something of yourself? Well, of course not, because there's yet another podcast you'll be recommended and not actually listened to. Put on your fun hats, we're on our way. You're damn right. All jokes aside, if you're a fan of the Grind Hours podcast with Joe Leo, you'll be right at home here. Want to know that the Ford Bronco is back?
2: Guys, the Ford Bronco is back.
0: Indeed, the Ford Bronco is back. Alongside those pressing news snippets, you'll get complaints about the Wilpons, Bobby Vanilla, and the New York Mets as well as riveting life advice from the resident love swami, Nicholas J. parodies
2: I saw condoms in my son's plastic bag when we arrived at the house. Two packs with 36 each. Jesus Christ, dude.
0: Subscribe at your local podcast depository, be it Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. New episodes are posted weekly every Friday. For our weekly advice segment, please send us a message over at anchor.fm slash children's dash programming dash pod. We always look forward to hearing from you.
1: first half we went over jets winning giants spinning their tires and their coach pulling the wool over the entire fan base's head in air quotes yes uh for another week and whether or not there's a good team also uh probably the best break that we've ever had uh that that completely took me by surprise but right getting to the overreactions here and Nick, I will let you go first, because that was the first thing that you said to me, and you said, let's just get to the show immediately. Um, Yes. So you've been holding on to this for a while. Just go ahead and unleash it.
2: All right. So do you remember, I'm going to rewind the clock a little bit here. So with the way back machine. Okay. Do you remember about 10 years ago now, the 2012 draft?
1: There were four
2: quarterbacks taken in the first round. Andrew Luck, number one, RG3, number two, Ryan Tannehill, number eight, I believe, and Brandon Whedon, about 20th or so.
1: Oh, my God, Brandon Whedon.
2: Four quarterbacks taken in the first round. The best quarterback from that class, it was not any of those four. It was a third-round pick named Russell Bartholomew Wilson.
1: Yes. Hey, Seattle.
2: (laughs) He's clearly the best of that crop. So my overreaction this week, we are headed toward in this this star-studded class of, of 2021 draftees with Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, Justin Fields, the other one that I'm forgetting, Trey Lance, who hasn't yes. played. You're heading toward another situation where the best of the crop was not picked in the first round. Because the best quarterback from this class, statistically, so far, is Davis Mills from the Houston Texans. Davis Mills. Let's look at his, his, his professional career stats he's got a 66.6% completion percentage, 2000 yards, 12 touchdowns to 9 interceptions, 86.2 passer rating. These are the if if not the best stats of all the rookie quarterbacks this year, they're close to it in all of those categories. Davis Mills is playing on a team that's in a, a complete shit show right now. The Texans are a disaster. And yet, he was able to go up against Justin Herbert and absolutely dominate the game with the help of one Rex Burkett. The, the Houston Texans had accidentally backed themselves into another great quarterback. And Davis Mills is going to be the future after Deshaun Watson is sent to prison for likely uh, sexual uh, assault charges
1: thanks for listening we might as well end the show there because i don't even <laughs> know where to you're gonna die on this i yes i know it's an overreaction to die on this hill for at least one week you might be the only person in the country besides davis mills's parents that actually believes he's anything worth wow i i didn't think that you were going to go there um Numbers. The numbers don't lie. He's got the 86 percentage.
2: He's got the touchdowns. He's doing it on a terrible void of talent.
1: My overreaction is similar to yours and then it has to do with the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna go on record on December twenty-seventh, the year of our Lord 2020. Okay. 2021, Jesus, I'm we're almost in 2022. Um mm-hmm. yeah, I am watch that but anyway all blurs together since the drafting of Patrick Mahomes in 2017 the best quarterback of all of the quarterbacks drafted Mm -hmm. and I think he will go down as the best of the bunch in the past three years here is Joe Burrow I
2: I'm speech I'm just as speechless as you, but not for the same reason. I mean, I don't have to say because how can I argue? I mean
1: he's the best quarterback in his draft. Even I mean, he went number one. So I think he's the best quarterback in the crop that he was drafted with. I think when it's all said and done, he will be better than anybody drafted this year. Anybody drafted in the 19 draft, and that yes, that does include Kyler Murray. Anybody better than you know the Baker, Darnold, Lamar, and both Josh's class? He's the best guy since since Mahomes, and we do have that. You know, la- uh, growing up for us, it was Manning, Brady, Breeze, Rivers, Roethlisberger, and Eli. Now yes. I think right now, if I had to bet. It's Mahomes, Burrow, and everybody else. I really, yeah. I, and I'm gonna. Speaking of the wayback machine, I'm gonna go way, way back to our early days, and I have a stat of the day for you. I'm gonna put my glasses on, and I actually have glasses now. Um, gotcha. I'm gonna put my nerd glasses on and give you a stat of the day. Do you know who Burrow beat yesterday? in terms of franchise passing yards for one single game in Bengals history?
2: The Bengals. Huh? Um, It's probably not Boomer Asiasen because, A, that feels like the obvious answer. So it's probably not the obvious answer. And, B, they weren't throwing as much back then. Uh, Carson Palmer...
1: No, you, I, you should have. Patrick? Nope. You, uh, it's not Mister Fu's gold. It, it, it's not Carson Palmer. You should have went with the obvious answer because it is indeed Boomer Asayson. Really? Burrow Burrow threw for five hundred and twenty-five yards yesterday and, and four touchdowns, beating Boomer's, rec, Boomer's record. I forget in what year of four hundred and ninety. So. Mm-hmm. I, and I have not listened to Boomer and Geo this morning. I'm sure that they talk about that on their show. I will definitely listen to it um, after this because I want, I, I, you know, I want to hear Boomer's opinion on it. I, you know, I love listening to, to them anyway, but congratulations to Burrow. He sold me. Um, as you know, I've been on the Herbert train a lot. Herbert this year has taken a step back. I know he's, you know, it's his second year, but the guys that really are the guys in the league for a long period of time take that, that next step forward in their second year. Mahomes mm-hmm. did it and Burrow is doing it. But I think that puts a, a pretty good bow on the football aspect of the show. Mm-hmm. I gave you a stat of the day earlier to, to throw it back to the early days of us doing podcasts together. I do want to end the show, at least on my part, before I hand you the red carpet. And give a shout mm-hmm. out to, to, uh, to a group of people. Yes. I started an internship last week at 19 Media uh, as a social, I, I forget my exact title as an intern, but it's social networking intern. Um, and I'm in charge of you know, putting out content on all their platforms. Mm-hmm. So shout out to Warren, to Jabari and uh, Mojo over there at 19 media. Those are my shout outs for the week. And every actually everybody at uh, at 19 media there's there's too many to name, but you've made a, the first week great and uh, I couldn't be happier working with the company. So a play by play days shout out to yes. the guys at 19 media. Nick, if you want to to uh, to end the show and to start your self promotion you can give a shout-out if you would like. I
2: will give a shout-out. I will give a shout-out to uh, my, my – we did Secret Santa at the job. Okay. So I will give a shout-out to Stacy for fueling my alcohol problem with a, a perfectly, perfectly executed gift. It was like this, this thing you can put in – it's a cup holder that you can put in your shower so I can drink in the shower. No, I have no reason to get out.
1: <laughs> Regular can or, or can you put a tall boy in that bad boy? Tall boy in it. Okay.
2: Yeah.
1: I haven't tried. I don't know
2: if it's structurally safe for such a thing.
1: Okay. The- you, you spill a beverage in the shower. You know, it's the shower. You can clean it up right there.
2: Yeah, I'll just get the red dog first. So, you know, (laughs) at least it was 50 cents, you know, old English or something.
1: (laughs) All right, man. I think that's a good place to end. Uh, Promote yourself to the highest degree.
2: um, You can find me on all social medias, you know, in Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, uh, TikTok, all that stuff, at Nick Parities. You can check out the band at the underscore bad underscore ideas underscore. You can check out the podcast of Matt Dixon, uh, children's programming at children's programming on Instagram at chi programming on Twitter, and I'll, I've got a couple of movie recommendations this week because you know we've had some holiday time off, so I've been watching some films. Of course, I watched the the classic Christmas Vacation. How can you not?
1: The best Christmas uh, movie of all time.
2: And I showed, uh, second one is I showed Bryce Vanilla Sky recently. Ah. He had never seen that before. He had his mind completely blown. Great, great movie with Tom Cruise. Great psychological thriller. And I had forgotten how awesome these films were. But I saw, I went to, to No Way Home with, with Tim.
1: I, Tim. I'm seeing that tomorrow. So no spoilers here.
2: No, no spoilers at all, but I went to No Way Home and I got out and I was like, I want to watch the ones from when I was a kid again. I want to watch the Tobey Maguire Spider-Mans. And so I went back and I watched them and I forgot not only how awesome they were, you for, you forget because you take it for granted, you know? Not only how great these movies are, but one thing that struck me on the rewatch this time, how many actors... Who were unknowns then? That this movie, right. the, like Octavia Spencer, is in the first Spider-Man as like the wrestling sign-up lady. Jim Norton is in the first Spider-Man. Like, there's all these people. Freaking the 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 pizza guy from Spider-Man Two was like a big TV actor a few years later. So, J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons, yeah, he was basically unknown at the time. And then that was that that and uh, Oz coming on around the same time. Those two roles kind of broke him out. So, yeah,
1: I actually have a, a movie recommendation, and it's a movie that I haven't seen in a long time. I was with Morgan's family on Christmas. We flew back to New York on Christmas and we were just putting on random movies and we put on the Simpsons movie okay I I probably have not watched that movie in six or seven years it has been a long time since I've watched that movie
2: it's as good as ever
1: oh my god man that that the amount of like little things like I remembered a lot from that movie but the amount of little things I forgot about that movie like the beginning of it with green day like i was like how the hell can i forget that green day opened up this freaking movie and like I, I, go ahead
2: of environment <laughs> sell out You're playing the funeral version of american idiot
1: tom hanks like
2: the u.s government has lost its credibility so it's borrowing some of mine
1: like i was watching the movie and i just thought of you and i was like no wonder this that was your favorite movie for a period of time when we were growing yeah. up because it hit yeah. every single thing that you loved at that period of time yes so i had to mention it another movie um and it's a recommendation just because i've you know read a lot of reviews and it's the number 1 movie on my my list right now that i have to go see and i will see it at some point probably maybe you know, I'm seeing No Way at Home tomorrow. Maybe at some point this week, I, I will go back. I will go back to the theater and watch it.
2: I think I know where you're going with this.
1: It is licorice pizza. I cannot. Yes. I cannot wait to see this movie.
2: Tuesday night, I'm going.
1: Um, uh, it everything. Everything about this movie. You know, I love the director. I love pretty much everybody in the movie. I, all the reviews, the trailers. I'm in on this movie. I can't wait to see it. I'm giving it some promotion. I will see it hopefully this week. So Licorice Pizza and The Simpson movie. two diametrically different movies from what it seems yes. like are my movie reviews for for this week.
2: I can't wait to I can't wait to watch Bradley Cooper as legendary producer at Kevin Smith, Associate John Peters.
1: It's good. Oh, this this is going to be great. This is just going to be so great. I, I'm I'm so excited to go see this movie.
2: I will say also my favorite. My closing statement, I get My favorite, my favorite Simpsons movie joke. Okay. It's, he filled up the whole silo in just two days. Well, I helped.
1: Here's here's an underrated one that I think. Um, it's uh when they're going to get waffles
2: mm-hmm.
1: and homer's dad's in the car and he goes hey wait i'm still in the car rolled up in the carpet and he goes oh yeah roll runs back rolls down oh. the window closes the door and runs back into the diner
2: uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, while we're on the topic Best, best underrated spider-man one moment
1: underrated
2: Underrated. perfect encapsulation of who the character of peter parker is 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 at the wrestling scene where he's getting introduced and uh bruce campbell is like human spider that sucks please welcome the amazing spider-man and the curtains open up, and he just turns around. And he's like, "They got my name wrong." I'm the Human Spider.
1: <laughs> Whatever. We'll, we'll we'll end the entire show on this because we're running a little bit long here. Whenever that happens, whenever the title of the movie is said, I always think of Cinema Sins on YouTube where they just they just go roll credits. <laughs> so. Man, this is, talk about old school. This, we're we're getting back to the roots here, my friend. And couldn't be happier as we end one year and into the next. Um, I think, yeah, this is our last wrapping up of 2021. Yeah. So this won't be the last podcast, but, you know, as the great boomer would say, let us be, yeah among the first to wish you a happy new year. Um, and, uh, Nick, I will definitely talk to you throughout the week. We will talk about the amazing, uh, about no way home, uh, after tomorrow. And I, I I'm probably aiming for That's Friday. A- huh?
2: I can't wait. I have a lot to say.
1: We will definitely, we might do an impromptu podcast tomorrow, um, cool. after the show, but we'll see. But, uh, I'll talk to you about that. I'll talk to you about licorice pizza as I see it throughout the week and as you see it on uh, Tuesday, tomorrow night. So I will talk to you. Be easy. Stay safe. And talk to you soon. Take care, man. On this side of the coin, on the fake J Leo on Twitter, jdatasports.blogspot.com, and, of course, this podcast. So if you've reached this point, please like, subscribe, share this podcast with anybody who uses Fit, Download the show. If you're on iTunes, please give us a review. Huge thanks for Nick for coming on for his weekly segment after we missed a week. I know, uh, <laughs> but there was some stuff. I was on vacation, and um, it's just the way that it shook out. Be on the lookout for a very special episode on Thursday. And until then, it's closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Peace.